Hi, before we start the show, I'd like to tell you about two things. First, we have a second weekly show that drops a day after this one called OK, OK, So by Sean Barton. It's a weekly rant or discussion from Sean and Sean alone. And second, we do have a Patreon page. And on it, you get the following. At the $1 level, you get this weekly show without commercials and an extra 10 to 15 minutes after our tagline. At the $3 level, you get Sean's OK, OK, So commercial free and one day before the free version, plus the weekly podcast at the $1 level. At the $5 level, you get everything at the $1 and $3 levels, plus one sketch a month. And finally, at the $10 level, you get all the lower levels, plus one more sketch per month. So you can find our Patreon page at patreon.com slash from the bunker. Thank you in advance for your support. And now on with the show. Before we go on air. No, I don't like shooting my wad before we go on air. I think it's I think it's a waste of time. So do I need to back up? You, you need to back sh- right up, back it up, back right it up, back it up, back it's about, it up. It's about dark Brandon. <laughs> Barbara Lee is running. Welcome to this week's edition uh, of From the Dominion. There's Joey lots Hamilton. of wads you can be shooting. Lots of wads here. I need one of those face shields, not from COVID. Well, we might be shooting, we Just might start videotaping this show. I haven't decided yet. I hear that there's been a little backlash against Adam Schiff, who I love very much, because, oh, we can't have a white male be in that Senate seat. It's like a... It's so it's you know I get men have run things for a while and we've had female senators here forever and Kamala just got replaced by Padilla but you know we had Barbara and Diane Feinstein forever <clears throat> and we've been kind of like this bastion but it's like Adam Schiff is great okay so not f- that Katie Porter isn't great for those of you that that are don't know what we're talking about um Diane Feinstein finally you're fired <laughs> Di- hi David Shockett and I'm Jody Hamilton by the way for those of you that are just listening for the first time um. So, uh, Diane Feinstein finally said she was retiring, which we all kind of knew already because Katie Porter threw her hat in the ring and then Adam Schiff did with the support of Nancy Pelosi. Um, That's a powerful endorsement. Yeah. Well, they, she knows him. I mean, they've worked together for years. Um, and now Barbara Lee, uh, representative from the great state of California, um, down here in Southern California in particular, she is has just thrown in her hat as well. I think that hurts... Um Katie Porter. Katie more than it does Adam Schiff. Um, Katie Porter is amazing, and I think she would make a wonderful senator. But her I'm seat. I'm more concerned about her seat. Her seat. And and if. She's like fantastic, and she won by like one point. point. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is in under California law, you can't run for your seat and another seat in the mm-hmm. state. Um, so she's giving up her seat. Like, I think Katie Porter and Adam running. Schiff would be equally effective. I'd be equally happy with either Barbara of them. Barbara Lee as well. She, Adam, She's fantastic. Adam, All of these people are amazing. Adam Schiff's seat is as safe. I could win that seat. Yeah, Stephanie well, Miller might be running. <laughs> maybe know. not me. She might be running for his seat. Um, <laughs> Steph? No, she's kidding. Her, it's a big joke on her show. Um, but uh, no, it's um, Barbara Lee throwing her hat. I love it because um, I think Barbara <clears> Lee <throat> would be amazing too. And her seat's relatively safe as well. So... Out of the three people that are running, I wish Katie Porter would kind of bow out and then run for her seat again, because she can't run for her seat that she has and the Senate. Who capable of raising the most money? Adam Schiff. Yeah. Guaranteed. Um, he's got a national platform from the impeachment, uh, impeachment, excuse me, and the and January he's got, 6th. he's got the endorsement of Nancy Pelosi. And he's got Nancy Pelosi, and everybody's giving her grief for it. And it's like, you know what? She knows this man. She knows Katie Porter. 
she loves everybody in her caucus, I'm sure. You I, know? I think they wish she had just stayed out. Probably, <laughs> but I think that this is putting a little bit of a thumb on it. Um, that's a, no, no, that's not a little bit of a it's thumb. It's a huge one. That's she's, your whole forearm. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's amazing. Um, if Nancy Pelosi were younger, I'd say she should run for Senate, uh, but she needs to... <clears throat> she's going to retire soon. I Send think. it on to the next generation. Yeah, and that's why she stepped like, down. Well, I think for people the were going like a little bit ape when uh, Diane Feinstein opened her her pack. Yeah. pack. I think that you know you just you just do that to raise so you can raise money right. until you decide. Then she can decide what she wants to do. And with then that she money. can give it to whomever but, is I mean, the. She'd be, she'd be ninety-five or six when that seat was up. Just like Grassley, although Grassley's got no shame at all. Well, no, he doesn't. Um, that would be Chuck Grassley from Iowa, folks. Yes, it would be. Um, <clears throat> So, I mean, so Barbara Lee is throwing her hat in the ring. Rokana might do it. He's from uh, Northern California, uh, Bay Area. Also a great, I mean, these, the thing is, is anybody that gets it. Embarrassment of riches, exactly. as they call it. I mean, <clears throat> I, I can't think of a Republican that could run against any of them and win the seat. I just, there's nobody that comes to mind at all. What I, Freeze on the, what happens with the jungle primary system? Okay, so. Are we, are we still doing that? Like if we have four fantastic Democratic candidates, and they have one Republican candidate. Is it possible that we could be? No, in it's a two-top thing in California. Remember? No, no, I get it. So but, it could be two Democrats running against each other for the seat in the general. But my my problem, the problem with that is, if we have too many Democrats running and they triangulate the vote, you know, one Republican may sneak in a second because the four. It's Democrats. possible, and I, that, I think <clears throat> that there there. What's the rationale behind the the jungle primary? Is it like a ranked it's choice safer. kind of thing? It's safer. It's actually not safer. That's not that's not the right word. Um, it's fairer. It's, so it's more akin to the ranked choice philosophy in terms of finding the person most people would be most satisfied with. Well, and I mean, you know, because like in in uh, the primaries, you know, for for local stuff, and and it's all it's basically it's technically it's not an open primary, but it's an open general in the sense that two Democrats can run for the one seat happens all the time here <laughs> these days, you know. I had two Democrats running for the seat for my district mm -hmm. last year. So, I mean, because a Republican didn't make the cut. Can we talk about how competent this administration is? Yes. I don't think Batman and Alfred the Butler could have orchestrated a high-tech, stealth, you know, train trip through the middle of Europe, through a war zone to the capital of a country of under night. siege. In the middle of the night. For 10 yeah, hours. Yeah. <clears throat> not just safely and successfully, but to have no one know about it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the number of different departments and interagency situations that needed to be perfectly in step mm -hmm. and not talk mm -hmm. and make sure it was completely, you know, until safe. he got there. Yes. Until he's walked out. I can't imagine how much that meant to the citizens of Ukraine. I'm sure it meant a, a, everything. His speech in Poland today was well received as well. What I want to know is why we seem to be piecemealing the um, military assistance we're giving them. Give them every... First of all, here's my rationale. Um, we're going to give them everything eventually. You know, I, I know we're playing semantics, but we're not at war. A, a military is made up of, of several components. There's your hardware, there's tanks, there's planes, there's missiles, there's intelligence, mm -hmm. there's soldiers, there's ammunition, there's, you know, strategery, mm -hmm. and, strategery. Mil and military tactics. Right. Um, We've given them everything except one of those things, so we can pretend that we're not at war because we don't have troops on the ground. We probably still we probably have advisors there, and we and we don't even know it. So technically, we probably do have troops on the ground. If it's not CIA, it's somebody in there. Um, so we're fighting a proxy war essentially. We're at war with everything but our soldiers. Give them everything because number one, it makes it easier for them to fight, knowing what they have and knowing that they're not going to run out of ammunition. And number two, it's 
it seems like it's going to be disheartening or disillusioning to the Russians knowing we have an unlimited amount of ordnance coming our way. They don't have to go and beg and plead every month for more weapons. They're having high-tech weapons that are better than our weapons, and they're never going to run out. If they're not discouraged now, they'd be even they'd be doubly discouraged by the fact that they know that their opponent has an unlimited amount of high-tech, higher-tech, you know, weaponry than they do. Well, um, Tom Hartman was saying this morning on, well, our time this morning, on his show that all we have spent, by the way, is only 5% of our defense budget. Annual defense budget. To go to Ukraine. Our annual GDP, just general GDP, is like $28 trillion a year. Mm -hmm. Russia's is like barely $2 trillion a year. Theirs is about the same as Italy. And so only, the only thing they have as big is their nuclear arsenal. So we're spending pennies on the dollar to help a country that needs it. And, and the rest of Europe also has another $20 trillion in GDP. It's not GDP. just a country that needs it. It's, it's a, it's it's a fu- high-functioning democracy yeah. uh, you know, adjacent to one of the mo- most, you know, our biggest adversary in an oppressive regime that murders its opponents. Mm, and rapes them. And, you know... Moldova will be after that. Moldova is oh, Belarus will be Belarus snuck is right coming in. right He's in. Trying yeah. to, and they'll be happy to hand he'll be happy to hand Belarus over. He won't even have to invade. No. Um, so this is the this, no, this Mo- is but Moldova is very like, concerned. To these people, why aren't we spending that money here? Or why isn't the Ohio? First of all, the, the don't the train, get me started on the Ohio the, thing. The, the train derailment. We'll talk thing about that. In a is is horrifying. It's horrifying. We'll all. talk about that in a minute. Second, second, which is why the infrastructure bill needed to be passed like thirty years ago. No kidding. But. Um, if you don't understand, if you're a member of Congress, you're in the Senate, you're in the House, you're a governor, and you don't understand the value of what Ukraine is doing for us. No kidding. You have no business being in any kind of public service. I agree. At all. I agree. I completely agree. And um, uh, yeah. And for everybody, by the way, there was a, a report out this morning that the Biden administration has stopped 37% more people crossing the border untoward than the previous administration. So it, they're, we're actually stopping when... when, when well, see, even more people are coming over now. No, they're, they're not. They're stopping them. That's what they're saying. That's it's their like when argument, they say, I'm sure. That's when they say... That's like when, when Marsha Blackburn and others go... The, well, they the just second seized, dumbest member of the Senate? Yes. Well, they just seized $2 billion worth of fentanyl at the border. That's a good thing. Why do you think that's a bad thing? Would you thing? have rather them not? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like, and most, by the way, for those of you that you know are listening, most that's why my fentanyl shipment was late last exactly. week. Exactly. Um, most people that are bringing fentanyl over are American citizens going through ports. It's not coming over. Is fentanyl pills? Is it powder? What does it I, look like? It's, it's an that's opiate. That's the most grandpa some... question. It is I think a grandpa. I've ever I, think asked. It, I think you can do it in powder form is that and then real do marijuana? anything. Yeah. Really? Is that the pot? Are you on the pot? Um, I think it can be in all sorts of forms. I have no idea. I don't. Okay. It's an opiate, I believe. Well, I keep talking about it coming in. Is it coming in? And, like, are people selling it? Or are they using it to mix with other drugs? Like, both. What, is, what is the they purpose of fentanyl? Fentanyl is can it, be mixed with heroin. Enhance the effect, efficaciousness of whatever other drug you're selling. It also cheapens it. So, like, if you're if you're selling heroin on the street and you cut it with, like, you know, cocaine with. Bait. I thought heroin was cheap. It's not. That's well, why people move from cheaper. like opiates to heroin. It's even cheaper if you cut oh, it with it. something else, like with with you know baby laxative and cocaine. So back fentanyl in the day. is like what like in the olden days, with in the eighties and nineties, they used to talk about this thing called and what a great marketing tool. I'd buy it in a minute. Black tar heroin. Yes. Ooh, that sounds like the the best heroin. <laughs> Put that in the cart. Well, I mean, add to cart, click. Well, I mean, you remember that that in <laughs> the in the eighties they would cut baby laxative with cocaine because they could have more cocaine and and sell it. Well, the thing is, I, I remember they used to talk and about Molly. What I didn't understand was when people were selling ecstasy, uh-huh. MDMA, 
why they would cut it with something else. I'm like, you know, you know like speed or whatever it was. It's like this, the actual chemicals to make it are so cheap, you know, just charge an extra five bucks and give the person a whole thing. And a drug person once explained to me, no, they put speed in it. Mm-hmm. So you want little, more. So you stay up a little longer and then you'll take a second or a third hit. Yeah. As opposed to, so it had nothing to do with the effectiveness of the pill or no. saving money doing it. it no, it's about you making you first one's free kid. First one's free kid. The guy who sells crack in the schoolyard. By the way, that's a real thing. That it is a real did. thing. It's a real thing that people did. Um, giving away crack to get giving, kids hooked on it. Hello, <laughs> yes, they did. So um, let's move on to the Ohio train derailment. Now, is it the fault of the companies that lobbied to not have regulation? No. Well, what was the regulation on? Because Some of my, it was breaking. What, what was the problem with the tracks? Um, I'm not sure about the tracks. See, what there was, caused the derailment? The, I don't know yet. Uh, I personally don't know. But all I know is that the Trump administration, I assume okay. through a law, not just a presidential order, um, basically deregulated a lot of the train industry because that company and others lobbied, say, hey, we don't want to put better brakes on the trains. We don't want to upkeep our... Oh, so this could, this could have been mechanical failure due to government non-interaction. Yes, yes. And as opposed to just a horrible accident, because I don't blame the companies if the train track failed, but if, you know, if, if, they, were, if they were let off the hook from... Deregulation. Because like, I don't think people realize the type of chemicals that are moving across this millions and millions of gallons of chloroethylene radiumide, what, like things I've never heard of. It's like, my People's goodness. skin are melting off. I mean, it's bad. Um, the EPA now... Again, watch Chernobyl. Oh, no. God. It's so... That first or second episode is just so... Well, when she explains, and he goes, how long till this happens? She goes, 48 hours. It's like they're talking about like 100 million people being exposed to this thing, the air in a 500-mile radius being unlivable for 100,000 years. And, you know, when when the plate melts down, if they're not able to get those miners in there, great scene with the miners, by the oh, way. That was so those guys heart-wrenching. Were, those guys were no non Nonsense, man. They come, they're all naked because they, they can't put fans in there. It was and so heart-wrenching, she, and, too. He, and he goes, how long until we can expect this? And I'm sure he's expecting a couple months, and she says 48 hours. Yeah. If you haven't seen Chernobyl, by the way, it's an absolute ma- – it's only five episodes. Same people that produced that are producing The Last of Us, so just so you know if you're watching The I Last of Us. I don't us. love The Last of Us. I love it. <clears throat> It's re- it's a, I mean, it's a crying show too. now. It's crying all the one, time. One episode. The rest no, no, of it's no, a walking no, dead no, too. No, 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 no. There haven't been zombies in a while. Okay. Trust me, it's it's a crying show. Okay, if you say so. It is the last two, especially. Um, God, we, the last. Two. I don't. I don't know. People of a certain age. If you remember Chernobyl, it was kind of like the white noise of your life. I remember. You kind of. You know, we didn't get uh, because what you find out in the show is how clamp, much they clamped down on the information yeah. because the Soviet Union was a big deal back then. Yeah. Um, to me, it was like their Three Mile Island. Right, oh, that's what we thought thing. at and, the uh, time. And yeah. you know, when you're a kid, all the grown-ups will figure it out. I don't think people realize how close that was to a global oh, oh disaster catastrophe. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like a multi-eon catastrophe, mm-hmm. and um, it's brilliantly written and directed. The the production design. Oh, it's I hate gorgeous. to go off on Chernobyl, but it, it's just it captures that kind of green hued mid 80s kind of i can't you just have to see it it's great and get the second episode is the one where the full weight of what they're facing is is oh which leads me to the whole jimmy carter thing i, I was just, just about to I, say that they were talking about he can only do it in 90 seconds and there's that scene when they have the people in the uniform they and you go on the roof and they're removing the pieces of graphite from the exploded core that the guy wouldn't even acknowledge that the core had exploded and they, you have 90 seconds Move as fast as you can. When you hear the bell, get back in because you have no more than 90 seconds or you're just going to melt. There the radiation's going to melt when, you. Uh, when Navy Lieutenant Jimmy Carter was 28 years old, 
He was one of the few people on the planet authorized to go inside a damaged nuclear reactor. I knew nothing about did, this story. Which he did. And he saved us from a this meltdown. Is Canada. This is in Canada, uh-huh. I think. He saved Canadians. It was December 12th. Uh, Chalk River Laboratories in Ontario had, a, had an explosion. And radioactive material escaped into the atmosphere. No one was injured, but the Canadians needed help to disassemble uh, the reactor's damaged core. And there goes and it was Jimmy, Jimmy Carter who did it. Future president He's got like a Carter. degree in nuclear physics or yep, something. he does. Do you think uh, Donald Trump is going to attend this funeral? I don't think he's going to be invited. I think he should be invited. If I, I, you know, it would be the last great dying act of Jimmy Carter to send a personal note oh, to Donald, Donald Trump. Oh, he probably will invite him. I don't. I wouldn't. To request that he be there in the sake for the sake of national unity. I mean, you know, Jimmy Carter is like. One of the he, nicest human beings ever to have lived. It's funny he's moving to, in terms of just human beings, he's almost moving to Mount Rushmore status. Hey, yeah, I mean, I when, agree. When, once, when people watch this, this memorial and people really go over the laundry list of diseases, now, not just houses, not just houses for humanity, it's so extensive, the good this guy has perpetrated into this world, the good works. I mean, they still live in the same house they used to live in. I mean, it's just, it's, and when you talk about, you know, being a Christian. Yeah. Don't even with Jimmy Carter. Yeah. This guy's a Christian for real. And you know me. I, I'm he was di- teaching I'm, up until like two weeks ago. I'm dismissive of all that stuff. I think it's leprechauns and unicorns. But, you know, he believes in Jesus. He believes in God. Like he, well, believes- he believes in the teachings of it. And that's the important <clears throat> thing about being a Christian. Is but you, he, but you walk the not, walk. He's not an atheist. No, he's not an atheist. <laughs> for, he but believes in God for real. No, he does. And he also follows the New Testament. But, you know, my problem Quite with Christians nicely. is I wish they were more Christ-like. Yeah, well, he's one of them. Oh, God. He's one of the very few that actually follow I hope the people teachings. really, really... He's a good man. ...have a chance to... Because I think in some ways, the difficulties... I don't want to say the, I don't want to say the failures, but the difficulties of his presidency. Like what Reagan did. That was, that was treachery mm-hmm. that the history books have not adequately covered. Oh, you mean with Iran and uh, holding the hostages until the moment made, that he basically was sworn in? To damage you Jimmy Carter. Go, go ahead. So basically, Ronald Reagan and uh, the president of Iran before he died talked to the Christian Science Monitor about this. Um, basically, because he was in the room with the negotiations, Reagan's campaign, which was treasonous and traitorous, at least traitorous. Um, Isn't that a violation of the Logan Act as well? Also. Um, the Logan Act means if you are not an official mm-hmm. you can't person do with the anything, government, you yeah. cannot negotiate on behalf of the country. Exactly. And so Reagan's people <clears throat> talked to um, uh, the Ayatollah and said, hold the hostages until I'm inaugurated. And X, Y, and we will and Z. get you these things. Was that uh, was it tied into Iran-Contra also? Mm-hmm. We will help you with this, and we will do that, and da, 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 da. and so, and literally, as the moment Ronald Reagan because was you being, know every every day the hostages were held was a humiliation for the Carter administration. They tried to they tried to rescue. Argo tried the, you know the, the, the whole movie. The rescue failed. Yeah, it did. <clears throat> um, well, Argo was it? That was a they different got some out situation. They got some out. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Really good movie. Ben Affleck is a very underrated director. It was, it was a very good film. But so so basically, as Ronald Reagan was being sworn in, that moment was when the hostages were But let's were be clear. It was Jimmy Carter and Jimmy Carter's State Department yeah, they, that had negotiated everything to get them out. And by, by the way, there was uh, – how many hostages were there? I know it was 459. And not a single one was harmed. Nope. Everyone went back to their families. After like 444 days or yeah, something, something like that? Like that yeah. Alive. And uh, so if people the other, talk about it, and it wasn't his fault that OPEC tripled the price of oil overnight. God, no. and, and also, Ronald Reagan did a big F you to Jimmy Carter by tearing the solar panels off the White House roof. 
Because had we gone with Jimmy, had we gotten another four years with Jimmy Carter, we would be ahead of the game with solar, wind, alternative power by now. And a lot of the world, how we're dealing with the world would be different, I believe, if Carter had gotten the other four years. I really do believe that because he was green. He also wanted uh, national health care. He ran on that. I mean, he's a good man. And I, I wish him and his family well. And that his, uh, when he transitions, that it's peaceful. And I'm glad he's at home with his family and getting the care that he deserves, hopefully. Um, he's a good man. And he will be missed. And, and I will cry when he dies. I just know that. Um, he's 98. Well, it's a fit. You know, once they go home for hostage, it means you're going home to die. Yeah. And he's, <clears throat> you know, he's comfortable. And that's all that matters. I mean, the man, the, the fact that he got cancer is not surprising since he went into a radioactive area at 28 years old and it's taking 70 years. I married to the same gal for 70 plus years. Yeah, so far. He used to joke, hey, he's happy. Eh, so far. How's it working? Eh. You know, he, had, he has a good sense of humor. He's a good man, so he will be sorely missed. Um, but let's get back to the train derailment. So, <laughs> fun, fun, fun. Fun, fun, fun. So, um, Governor DeWine has yet, I believe, to declare a state of emergency, which doesn't allow the federal government to come in, though the EPA is going in right now and helping to do the cleanup, and they are going to bill the railroad company for the problems, um, which is good. They just, they have to, these people need to be righted. Um, water needs to be cleaned. So much needs to be done. And Governor DeWine said at a press conference, while everybody's complaining that Joe Biden's not doing anything in Ohio, uh, Joe Biden called immediately and said, what can I do? And the governor has yet to call him back. So the governor can go F himself in the A. That's Governor DeWine. Mm -hmm. I think he doesn't, uh, Travis said it today. He goes, I don't think he wants the, you know, Chris Christie Obama picture. It's like, he doesn't have to be in a picture with the president. Just let the president that, do his that, job. That, you know, this isn't this isn't West Virginia. I don't, how does this hurt him in Ohio? It doesn't. It shows you have the clout to get the president of the United States to show up on your doorstep to help with a problem. A five thousand uh, person town, small small town that <laughs> needs your help, and the president is like, and Pete Buttigieg is now sending stuff going, and he's going to have he's he's proposing new regulations and things and fines to the railroad company because it's apparently their fault that this happened. The railway company, not the company shipping the chemicals. I. Not sure. I think it's a railway company. Because, like, if you're the company, I don't know if it's DuPont or Monsanto or whoever owns these chemicals. Is you're it your, trusting <clears throat> the railroad. Is it your fault? <clears throat> if there's an that, accident? Yeah, no. that the train, that the plane crashed or the train derailed? No, no, no. I think, it, I think it's the railroad company that is going to have to pay for the cleanup because the EPA is going in and helping right now. Um, and they're like, hey, we're going to do what we can and stay as long as we can to help make these people whole as much as we can. Um, but the railroad company is going to pay for it. And then Buttigieg is trying to put in uh, – he's figuring out under the law the fines and things that he can do as transportation secretary to help curb this problem in the future. Well, I'm concerned about how, yeah, how, to stop, how to stop this from happening again. Yeah, it needs to – we need to – I mean our – These are real people's lives. Yes, these are. These, but, you know, we should also have water in Flint and Jackson, the people that this is And they're still without – yeah, I mean Jackson's still without real water. And, and um, oh, don't get me started on what's going on in Jackson as far as um, how they're going to restructure the city so that people's votes don't count. Um, or more white people's votes count. Aren't they having like a separate court system only for white people? Or Basically, Jackson is going to have its, yeah, Jackson's going to have its, um, a, white, a white court, not a night court. A white, a white court. court. A, a night court's This week on white court. Yeah, um, basically, nobody's going to be able to elect the DA, uh, judges, 
um, sheriffs or anything in that city anymore. They're all going to be appointed by the governor and the legislature. Well, there was, that's was ridiculous. They the did state that. In, of, oh, they did that in Michigan. They did that in Michigan, where they had some sort of they removed the local administrator, mm-hmm. and the governor was allowed to come in and appoint. Yeah, and I find that to be t- completely ridiculous and should be illegal under any constitution of these United States. I saw Nikki Haley, one of my faves, jump into the race this weekend. <clears throat> if you're Donald Trump. Why on earth are you attacking someone like Nikki Haley? Come on in. The water's warm. He needs a, he needs a swimming pool full. He can't handle the ego. She's not uh, do, loyal. Do, does he really want to run one-on-one against DeSantis? No, he wants to run against 10 people. And it's it's the idea that he's going to— You mean gonna, de-sanctimonious? He's, I mean, he's giving his followers, he's giving his MAGAs a lot of credit. Sanctimonious. Yeah, he I doesn't know what, what that word means. He doesn't, even know. he doesn't even know what that word means. Self-righteously haughty, I would guess. That's a very nice definition. Thank you. Um, um, uh, but why would he? Why is he discouraging anyone from getting in the race? He needs. He needs a jungle primary if anyone does. Oh, I know. It's the only reason he won the last time. He keeps saying, "I, won, I, I beat 17, 16 other Republicans." He didn't win win because. Um, despite running against him, he he won because he ran against 16, and they triangulated the vote for him. Absolutely. He didn't get a majority the hydra, of the primary votes. did the vote for him. Yeah, he didn't get over 50% of the primary voters. Like 35%. If that. And if he's running against DeSantis, that's not going to do it. Now, you're, and the, other, the other problem is you're going to have a moderate component. You're going to have a Chris Christie. You're going to have a Sununu. You're going to have a Larry Hogan. You know, I don't know why they're not pulling Liz Cheney. Uh, I'm sure you're, she's you're, in talks. You're going to tell me Liz Cheney? Isn't um, going to pull higher than Nikki Haley? Oh, she's, she's going to totally pull. She's going to ten or fifteen percent. There are a lot of old school George W. Bush Republicans that still exist. Probably fifteen or twenty percent of the party that are now independents, but they would vote for her. Who is if a, they could and in a she's primary. the perfect Republican candidate. Oh no, she's she's going. Trust me, she's got. Well, if he if Trump loses the primaries, he's he going third party. And like, I, I love that idea. Well, the thing, I mean, it's so the frog and the scorpion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, like they actually think that he's a Republican. Yeah. Like he gives a, about right. the Republican Party. He right. doesn't care at he all. He doesn't care at all. No. He just, the longer he runs, the more he thinks it shields him from some investigation. Oh, did you hear the uh, grand jury gave it an interview today? I did. I have that written down. You know, I can't, you know, there's a lot and it's more than you think. And of course. Well, basically here's, uh, here it is. Uh, it was a four person. She uh, was of the grand jury of the grand jury, the special grand jury in Georgia that can't bring indictments. They were just to do the report. She said it's not a short list of people that they recommended to be indicted. Um, uh, when I asked about Trump. They said, did she say something to the effect of like, what do you think? Asked whether the jurors recommended indicting <laughs> Trump. She gave a cryptic answer, quote, you're not going to be shocked. It's not rocket science. You won't be too surprised, unquote. Got it. Um, she, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that down as a yes. She said we definitely started with the first phone call, the call to Secretary Raffensperger, um, that was so publicized. Um, I will tell you that if the judge releases the recommendations, it's not going to be some giant plot twist. You probably have a fair idea of what may be on there. I'm trying very hard to say that delicately. So I mean the what and these was, are criminal charges. Yes, and what was already released was that. Um, the grand jury felt that several witnesses lied under oath. So they've, their recommendation is to file perjury who charges. The, who are the type of, are we talking about people like Lindsey Graham? Are we talking about? Rudy. Got it. Mark Meadows. What a mess, Rudy Giuliani. It's like even the, or Sydney Powell, like you heard in the, oh the, my Fo- God, the, the, the Fox the, News stuff. The thing, we'll talk about that in a minute too. Um, it's just like that, the, the head separated from the body lady that's a ghost and she lives in the wind. 
Oh no, yeah, I didn't. I just thought she was like one of these kind of right wing nuts. I didn't realize she was meant. She was she's insane. Not well. She's insane. She's not. Like she heard a message from some ghost-like figure. What was that? What Something, was that thing? I don't. I don't have it. It's just. It's like animals were whispering to her. Yeah, in the wind. and then her. I'm, I'm her not, we're not is, kidding here. No, we're not kidding. And her head is separated from her. We're body. talking about Sydney Powell. A cranial separation is what the lady talked about. And Sydney Powell listened to the crazy lady who's had cerebral separation from her body. Okay. Something I don't. It. Okay, so let's talk about the Dominion. Um, uh, lawsuit against uh, they're going to win. Dominion if you, if, is going if, to win. If you're Dominion, do you take a billion dollars et cetera right now? Because I'm, if I'm Dominion, after what's come out, it's the definition. And the and the thing, the funny thing is, the thing they're trying to prove, whether it's defamation or libel, well, it's slander. slander. If it's it's slander, if it's spoken um, word, it's but. very very hard to prove because you have to be all, almost be able to read the person's mind. And guess what? We, we can, can read their, well. We can't read their mind, but we can read the next best thing, which is their text messages, the documents. Like you have to prove that they knowingly, recklessly made these comments with to malice. Dim, with malice. And now you know that now we know that they did. We've heard their exact words. And and it's it's damning. <clears throat> and. Um, or do you, if you're Dominion, do you want to take it all the way to the jury because it's not about money, it's about making a point? You know, at the end of the day, Dominion is a, is a I don't know if they're a publicly traded company. They might not be. They might be just a private. Uh, I think they might be. I think that was I think part they just of make the election equipment. Oh, did it affect their stock price? I think or something? it did. I think it did. I think that was part of the problem. You know, is it irresponsible of you to your shareholders, to your board of directors, not to take a $1.3 billion settlement? I, if that I, gets everything back into the black and gets you on on track, and and they have to make an admission of guilt, I think that um, uh, of wrongdoing or an apology is part of it. This is going to be interesting because I think Dominion can sue each of the personalities now, <clears throat> because until they got the emails and texts, and they're suing Rudy and Sydney. Yes, they're suing them because they did. And, my, and Mike Lindell. Yes, because they personally said things about Dominion. I say go after Tucker Carlson, go after Laura, go after Sean, go after all of them, and for a billion dollars each. Do it because now we have proof that Sean, that that Tucker knew. Carlson knew and was mad because certain things were going th- like a fact the, checker and, and said something. And still had the confused dog face as a person was saying, "Hmm, that's so interesting." Yeah, well, I have proof. We have I have proof, Tucker. We I, I got the proof, and I'm going to show it to you. Mm-hmm. As opposed to saying, "Okay, well, show it to me right now." Well, I mean, well, um, we look forward to hearing that proof. It's like, no, dude. Show me the proof now. Exactly. Hello, boy. And show me that Dominion was uh, compromised in some manner or form. And that I mean, I don't think the machines are networked, so I don't I don't think you can hack them. I don't think you can. And and regardless, I mean, um, it's it's having being related to somebody who won a libel lawsuit, which is very difficult, and the the bar is very very high for people of a certain profile level. Yeah, it's it's even harder against a celebrity. Absolutely, anybody that's Famous for whatever reason, it's much harder to prove a libel case against a, a, a media outlet. Mm-hmm. And um, but there's a case going to the Supreme Court that might lower that bar. That's another when they discuss it, and we'll talk about it then. But my mom sued uh, the National Enquirer uh, and won in court against them because she was able to prove that they knew what they printed was a lie because um, what they uh, published it was. Do you 19, remember the exact thing? Was it 1974? Was it a romance thing? No, no, was no, no, it no, no, a, no. Al, She was drunk at a party thing. She was at. She, and my father were dining at the Reeve Gauche in uh, Washington D.C. Okay. one night, and that was what mom and dad did. They had dinner. Uh, Henry Kissinger was also 
at the restaurant and many other, you know, Washington elite. Somebody from a reporter, and I use that in air quotes, from the National Enquirer called the maitre d' who's dining there tonight. And the person said who was dining there next day or next week, because it was weekly magazine, it still is weekly magazine. And they published a story saying that my mom was drunk and disorderly, going around to all the tables, eating food off of people's tables, and threw a glass of wine in Henry Kissinger's face. Your mom doesn't drink. Well, she drinks wine. Yeah, but I mean, she's not like a drinker. That's oh, no, 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 not at all. She's not going to none of that. No, 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 not at all. <clears throat> and so the, the story was she threw a, wine, a glass of wine in Henry Kissinger's face. So there wasn't even a, a kerfuffle. It was completely fabricated. A hundred percent. The only thing that was true was that my mom and Mr. Kissinger and my dad room. were in the same room at that moment in time. Your mom hangs with the war criminals, huh? Apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, a restaurant. He actually was deposed. Back then, was this pre or post installing Pinochet in Chile? It was in 74. Wasn't he famous for that quote, uh, the Chilean election is far too important and consequential to be allowed to be decided by the people of Chile? I don't think he was in office anymore, so I think it was post. But regardless, he was deposed for the uh, lawsuit. He was deposed. And he said this is 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 BS. And um, it took seven years. This is is BS. This is not the truth. I believe it came. The story came out in '74. She sued, and everybody else up until that point had always settled with the Enquirer. Mm-hmm. They, you know, well, this printed is kind a retraction. Of a, what was the a, website that went out of business? Because Peter Thiel, on behalf of was Hulk it Gawker? Hogan, I think Gawker was, and he's like, you know what, Hulk Hogan, I, you don't have the money, but Peter Thiel did, and he goes, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna sue these guys out of business, and he sued them for like a billion dollars. He had an unlimited amount of money. He's a, he's a. He's one of the big right-wing billionaires. Oh, he's tech, hugely tech, right-wing, tech yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of big tech right-wing people, but um, he's one of them, unabashedly. And he's, the, the judgment was so bad, there's, Gawker does not exist in it. it. Was it Gawker? I think, I don't, I'm not 100% on that. I'm going to right now. But, so what happened was she sued, and they wanted to settle, and she's like, nope. And she wanted to go to trial. It took seven years. 1981 was when the trial finally happened. She sued for $10 million. She was awarded, um, I think, two from the jury and then after appeals she you know she donated the money that the jury gave her and then eventually the inquirer didn't have to pay her as much over appeals but the reason that she did not settle was she wanted it on record that they lied and they knew they lied and if you go to law school kids you have to study it because it was a precedent-setting case gawker it was gawker Um, best stories of the decade behind peter Thiel's plan to destroy gawker and he did it and if you read the National Enquirer nowadays, it's a lot more truthful than it was in the 70s. Well, it's, um, it's, it's more kind of a... It's more gossipy. Fl- fluff, fluffy kind of stuff. But it's not what it used to be. Like, you know, there's no alien that's going to come Yeah, there's no Bat Boy anymore. And, and, and Elvis that's going to see Right, is, there's alien, none of that Elvis so much baby. anymore. Most of it is, is, is rumor and innuendo, but in general, it's not what it was in the 70s. So I believe, I mean, had mom had letters or you know recordings of them talking about it and so you can imagine that it would have been in, she would have wanted even more money than just proving it with witnesses um so yeah i think that fox is um going to uh lose this case but then kevin mccarthy our buddy our pal he gave tucker carlson exclusively 41,000 hours of video from the january 6th insurrection 
I, I, can you? I saw that headline. It didn't make sense. Like, what, what's the point of doing it? So, if, if is, is it available to the public? If if you put in a FOIA request, can you get it? Like, I think I have a feeling that the <clears> Times, <throat> the Post, L.A. Times, uh, CBS, NBC, uh, everyone ABC, wants to see that footage. MSNBC, everybody now is suing for FOIA through FOIA because you cannot give because this is our reports. This is our footage. We paid for this reporting to happen. So. The problem is, is as as uh, Benny Thompson said, he goes, giving him unedited. Benny Thompson. Uh, the J Six Committee, Bernie Tom, Benny oh, Thompson. Yeah. Oh God, because there's a there's a Benny Thompson who's a right wing troll. No, 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 no. That's somebody else. No, Benny Thompson from uh yeah, Benny Thompson from uh the J Six Committee, the chair. The problem with Tucker Carlson in particular having the exclusive access, he his he and his producers have had it for over a week, by the way. Having exclusive access to all of those hours of footage, it shows where every camera is on the Capitol. It shows floor plans. It shows evacuation areas. It shows everything that could be potentially dangerous in the future. And that case is going to be going on for a while, unless we lose the White House in 2024. You know, this, this is Yeah, but who knows, who, who knows what Tucker Carlson is doing? He's an evil, evil, evil bastard. And um, his producers are combing through all these hours and hours of footage. To, what, what do you think they're trying to find? Well, remember that he had the Patriot thing that they didn't even put on Fox. They only put it on the Fox uh, website where it was showing that, quote, that the, um, the insurrection was really just a tourist event. So they're trying to pull that kind of footage. To, to, so the, what you saw with your lion eyes was not what you saw on that day when... Well, what I want to see is I want to see footage from the two days previously. I want to see who is giving tours when nobody, because people, COVID seems like a hundred years ago, but there were no, there were no tours no. going on. Everything, that was hardcore COVID time. Remember 2020 was the year of COVID. Yeah. That was the lockdown year. Yeah. That's and, why it's COVID-19. They've discovered it in December of, two, November of 2019. Right. And um, uh, <clears throat> friends of Stephanie Miller who work for people in Congress, there are certain doorways that They'd worked there for years. It's a very labyrinthine structure. Well, and there are and secret confusing. passageways yes. to get from one hall to another one faster instead of walking around how you normally the would. Or whatever. And apparently, some of the insurrectionists knew how to get to they these secret doors. They knew which windows weren't bulletproof. And they knew those too. Plus, they also knew secret doorway passages to get to the speaker's is it possible that Merrick Garland isn't slow walking this? He's he's playing the long game and he's doing all the research and he's going to come down I with a Jack sledgehammer. I think Jack Smith is doing very well, well. Jack Smith aside, Jack Smith, I think, is going to come back with um, recommendations for indictment. And I think that Merrick Garland, that, that was the permission slip Merrick Garland needed on that front. Yes. But I think there's zero chance that Merrick, I, I would say there's less than 1% chance that Merrick Garland is going to ignore Jack Smith's recommendations. No, he's not. But my point is there's so much other stuff going on. Is Merrick Garland? Well, a thousand people real, have already gone through the just justice a green system. eye shade, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, getting this done, really working on it, or is he hoping that's going to go away and and just kind of fade into obscurity after the next administration? No, I don't think he's hoping it's going away. Um, <clears throat> I have I do there are a lot of people who are quote unquote disappointed in Merrick Garland. Yeah, whatever, so but they're not disappointed in Fonnie Willis, who has taken the same amount of time with a lot better. A lot more stuff. obvious, e lower-hanging fruit criminally. Yeah, Easier absolutely. stuff to prove. Easy, I think she's going for Rico, though, um, with him. Speaking of uh, January 6th, um, <laughs> Donald Trump is going to accept a subpoena from the Proud Boys as a defense witness for the Proud Boys. Now, that's how they're subpoenaing him, because the Proud Boys defense team wants him to testify that he said... Go to the Capitol. 
He's a private citizen. How does he? How does he get a, around a subpoena? Well, you can you can uh, quash. You have the right to quash a, a subpoena. You can ask. Yeah, you can. That's what but your lawyers on, are for. On what grounds? That's what your lawyers are he's for. He's not the president anymore. No, but that's what your lawyers are for. But he said he's going to accept it. Uh, well, he can't lose the support of that segment of his base. But imagine, okay, so the prosecutors want to put the Proud Boys and Enrique Terrio and all of them away, as he should, as the prosecutors should, because they they were there, they did these horrible things. They also want to get Donald so Trump, this is trust like a me. hostile witness situation. I don't know. Of. A hostile witness would try to quash the subpoena. Now, Trump is just saying he's going to accept it. Doesn't mean he's not going to try to quash. Hey, here's I got the subpoena. I have not run away from getting it, so I have it here. I have accepted this. Doesn't mean you're going to testify. And so he could go up there and plead the fifth the whole time. He's good at that. It's his, it's his prerogative. He's allowed to. He's very good at it. I just can't imagine this is good for Donald Trump to testify. Every time he opens his mouth under oath, it's it's not a good time for him. You've seen him. I don't know if you've ever seen him. Oh, he's terrible. Like in the old in the olden days, he looks like a dog that's just been like you know. Well, I watched the pleading the fifth for the neutered. For I the mean, he's so down. Like someone's given him lithium. He's so kind of that whole bravado demeanor of his, whatever charm that some people see him. That's all gone. Well, with the Letitia James, he looks like a guy that you know when. Uh, Chris Hansen just walks into the room. Right. <laughs> He's got that look like, oh, no. Well, when, when he... Chris when, Hansen. I remember him. <laughs> uh, remember like, when we thought why, he was a why, good guy? Why, I forgot about that, but why would a show like that ever get canceled? That show is just he, pure gold. It was pure gold. Um, but he... Uh, Donald, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just getting out of the shower. I'm just... I just brought this six-pack for this 13-year-old because... They like you know, she needed beer. a talk. I think that she was making a mistake, and I just wanted to come down here and explain make sure to her with my beer <laughs> and condoms and my condoms and my lube. <laughs> that uh, show should be on air. That show should be like Saturday Night Live. They should actually <laughs> replace Saturday Night Live, which is terrible, with To Catch a Predator and run it forever because we'll never run out of weirdos and perverts. That's very true. But I mean, I saw Donald on the Letitia James uh, civil lawsuit. <laughs> to catch a Predator. It's brilliant. And Chris Hansen did some bad stuff, so that's why. What was his thing again? It was something dumb. I think he's kind of rehabbed his reputation. I think he's working again in journalism. I'm not sure. I guess we could find out. I forget. But But yeah, there was something squirrely about him. There was something squirrely. Uh, But uh, no, with Donald and his uh, Letitia James deposition, because that's been released when he played the fifth 400 plus times, um, it was just he sat there and goes, on the advice of counsel, I'm going to. Same. 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 And he just looked. Um, downtrodden, you know. He looked like it was like humiliated that I have to answer. Have to I have to bother with here this, and I I can't leave. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm and being, you're going to ask I'm me being questions. Controlled and so I'm being subjugated. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like they ask him the question to see if he'll answer, and he gets same. So they they know the he now is like. Yeah, do they ask him questions? Were like, were you president of the Trump organization? Like simple, absolute, one hundred percent yes. Well, what was it? Was Who, he saying to to know, like asking him his birthday to see if they can just get him to answer one thing? There were a couple of people that did that with um, something else where they wouldn't answer their their age or what high school they went to. I mean, it's like really. Really? You're going to lie about that? I'm sorry, George Santos, what? Um, I mean... <laughs> What's his end game? He's nuts. Do you think he's just, I'm going to see if I can get here, I'll just figure it out when I get here? And I'm just like, every day is a new day? Pierce Morgan just interviewed him and said, so, you know, did you lie? Well, you know, I made up some things, and do you feel bad about it? No, I mean, I, I ran in 2020 with like the same... Like he's still trolling on Twitter. Yeah, he goes, I ran in 2020 with the same information, and I got away with it. He literally said, I got away with it. Mm-hmm. So what no, would no, I change we, we, now? We know what he is. I'm just wondering where he thinks he goes from here. Do He's you, a pathological <clears throat> liar. I get that. We have lots of those in our society. 
in his head. Like waking, I remember when Clinton was going through uh, his impeachment right. and all this stuff with Monica Lewinsky and, I, and he was just getting literally bombarded every day. And I oh, was yeah. thinking, how does this guy even get out of bed in the morning? I don't think George Santos has that problem, but no. it's got to be tough to be George Santos. And this is me, this is my zero sympathy hand. Um, you mean Anthony DeVolder? Yeah, Anthony George Santos DeVolder, yes. Um, but the point is, like... I'm wondering, does he think he's, now that he's a household name, is he, do you think he thinks that he's going to be able to monetize his Maybe. notoriety in some Maybe. way, at some future Maybe. point? I mean, he's like going to- he's famous. He's a famous yes. person. Yes. And even if his, his district, 85, to, I want him to resign, 7% say no, stay in office. Even if he has 7% of the populace in favor of him, that's still a few million people. You know, well, I mean, like, 144,000. He's sticking it to the man. That's what he's going to, that, that should be his thing. I want, you know, I want to stick it to the man. Would you hear about the, the okay, you heard about Representative Luna, right? Where She's she, a nut too. Oh, wait, Florida. there's another one. The, and, girl, the gal from Florida, right? Yeah, the, yeah. And then there's Representative Andrew Ogles. He must be a Democrat also, right? Republican. Oh, you, wait a minute. They're all Republican? Yeah. That's so weird. He's from Tennessee. Oh, my God. He claims he made his election campaign, uh, he, contrary to claims that he made, he's not an economist. Apparently, he said he was an economist. He's not. He has no degree in economics and was never employed as one. His claim that he was trained a trained police officer in international sex crimes, no. He was a so volunteer him, reserve he, deputy. Okay. Who didn't even finish doing so that. So if I asked him if he was more of a Smith economist or a Keynesian he e- economist, he, would, he wouldn't know he the difference? Know. No. Adam Smith? Or? He, wouldn't, he wouldn't know. No. Okay. No. So I mean, well, this the guy that founded the the economics at school school of Chicago, famous M M M M Milton Friedman. Yes, thank you. Maybe he's a Friedman economist. I don't think he would. I don't think he would know the difference between Friedman and the Booth Keynes. Yeah, I don't think he would know the difference between. Most people don't know this. University of Chicago is normally regularly ranked among the top ten universities in the country. That's on the same list with Harvard and Stanford and Princeton, all of them. UCLA, USC, those you know. No, UCLA is not in the top ten. It's a good school. No, no, it is a good school. Medical I'm, school. I'm talking, yeah, they do have an excellent medical school. Excellent medical uh, school. But University of Chicago is one of the most elite colleges in the country. I did not know that. You do know. I do. Thank you so much. Have you ever heard of Harvey Mudd College? Yes. It's the most expensive college in the country, and it's the number one engineering school in the country. Like that and MIT. But Bennington was the most expensive. No, Bennington is not. Not anymore. I mean, it's, it you used know, it's to a be. normal Northeast liberal arts college. It used to be the most expensive <clears throat> private college in the country. Uh, Harvey Mudd. It was like the last time I checked, it was like one hundred and thirty thousand dollars a semester or something. But you have to, you're probably pretty smart if you can get to Harvey Mudd. Yeah, I think it's within the Pomona College system of. All right. That's yeah, a, that's actually the the Claremont, well, the Claremont colleges and Montclair. Those are actually very very good schools. Yes, I did, they are. I did not Scripps know that. is there. Mm-hmm. My sister went to Scripps. My oh wow, Dana. My sister I didn't Dana. Know that. that's yeah. a, somebody else famous. Oh, didn't uh, what's her name? The gal that we don't like cinema. Yes. Go to Scripps also? She might have. I think Dana went to Scripps. I know she went to the Claremont Colleges. I got into one of them. I forget. I didn't go. Um, Couldn't right. get up that early, huh? No. Bum. I oh, went wait, to school up north. I get up super early. I like getting up early. Um, <clears throat> we have a few more things to talk about. Oh, and I forgot to do that. Shit. I'm very tired. I'm not going to do it to this week. <clears throat> I forgot to do a middle break. I'm sorry. I'll do it next week. Sorry, can I? If you need help, get it. There is no shame in it. And we will talk at you guys next week.